Hi everyone, uh, I'm David Jeans. I'm a senior writer at Forbes on the tech team. Uh, I cover AI, national security and defense. I am joined in uh, from San Francisco, uh, Kenry Kai, he's a senior reporter uh, on the tech team as well. And we're gonna talk today about a story we published uh, just recently about a major AI company called Scale AI. They've raised, uh, you know, they've valued more than $7 billion and they've uh, been receiving a lot of hype and, and interest recently about some of the work they're doing. But uh, together we sort of took a look at, at what the company's been doing, uh, you know, in the federal space and trying to work with the U.S. government. So I think it would be great to hear from you, Kenrick, on how we first, you know, became interested in scale. Uh, and, you know, from, from there we can, you know, sort of talk more about why they decided to target, you know, uh, contracts and, and, and generate revenue from uh, the U.S. government. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, David. Um, so been keeping an eye on scale for a couple of years now, and we put uh, their CEO, Alexander Wang, on our uh, magazine cover last year because uh, scale has emerged in the last couple of years as one of the most vocal and uh, high profile startups building in the artificial intelligence space. Uh, CEO Wang was at one point um, the youngest self-made billionaire, uh, as we pegged him on our billionaires list. And the company has followed a couple different uh, AI waves to increasing revenue. Uh, a couple years ago, it was with self-driving cars, um, helping label the data to allow those uh, cars to drive autonomously. And recently, we're hearing that their revenue has continued to skyrocket from about 250 million in annual recurring revenue last year to north of 700 million. So this is a company that um, continues to position themselves as one of the uh, key infrastructure suppliers for the AI ecosystem. Um, but in the course of reporting our magazine story last year, and I think this time around as well with you, David, um, finding that there is more than meets the eye in terms of what company I think kind of projects as their image versus um, what's going on on the ground. So um, I might talk about some of uh, some of the findings that we found on the federal side this time around. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, also just to step back on that, I think the reason we, we really started looking at the federal business and, and their efforts to sell to, you know, the U.S. Uh, government and especially the military, uh, this was interesting to us because the, the company and especially uh, CEO Alexander Wang have often talked about, you know, the need for U.S. to be, you know, better in, in the AI space and, and win against China. And it's, there's been a lot of discussion about China and the, and the race between the U.S. and China on, you know, te technology uh, supremacy, really. And I think uh, given this sort of this dialogue around this space, I think that it's been it's it was it was interesting for us to take a closer look at what scale is doing to advance the U.S. national interests there. I th and, you know, what we really discovered and was that there have been some efforts by the company where they've had they've run into some conflict uh, between balancing the needs of the of the U.S. federal government and and also its commercial interests. And I think, you know, Kenry, maybe it'd be good if you could talk a bit about our big finding, but there's a lot more to to our story than 
than be on this headline. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, you're right on, you know, uh, CEO Wang has in the last several years talked about uh, the U.S. and China as largely a two-pronged uh, war uh, that he has dubbed the AI war uh, and has spoken about, you know, China's uh, evolving artificial intelligence capabilities as a national security concern. Um, he wrote on Twitter at some point last year that uh, there is a non-zero chance that, you know, World War III has, in a sense, already commenced. Um, and so, yeah, increasingly scale since, uh, since a trip that he mentioned to me uh, during my magazine story, as part of my magazine story interview last year, uh, in uh, late 2018, uh, took a trip to China and visited several um, of the offices of high-profile Chinese tech companies, um, including TikTok's um, parent company, ByteDance. And what he told me then was that he had come out of that uh, experience kind of stunned by the developments in AI that were happening in China and that that had spurred him to launch the federal business arm of scale AI um, to kind of help the US government um, in advancing uh, their uh, AI capabilities. Um, so in terms of that backdrop, I think um, that makes what we found for our story particularly interesting, which was that uh, at some point in 2022, uh, late 2022, uh, Scale had advanced uh, contract talks with TikTok, um, which is owned by uh, the Chinese company ByteDance, um, and that Wang had pushed this deal forward uh, despite protests from several of his key executives and people on the federal team that he had built out at Scale. Um, a lot of it related to the national security concerns that earlier and this 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 sort of uh let's let's say it's an interesting dynamic you know he he, he take, comes away from from a trip to china with you know one view of you know why it's important to support the u.s mission and then you know pursues a contract with that with, with a company that he had visited while in china the we spoke to uh, a top um former U.S. government counterintelligence expert uh, who we quoted in the story. And he basically underlined sort of the, the concern here, which is that, you know, from a from a, a public perspective, this is a really big no-no because, uh, you know, at the time, U.S. government was incredibly skeptical and scrutinizing uh, TikTok. And it seemed to be that if, if Scale wanted to, to maintain its federal business and working with the U.S. federal government, it had to like produce a an image that it was uh, responsible and could you know and didn't have any conflicts or of interest or anything with any Chinese backed companies. So this was um, this was a rather interesting finding. And uh, after you know scale, it was actually after Forbes published a story about TikTok. Um, and its parent company, it had uh, they had been planning to surveil uh, Forbes reporters, American citizens. It was after that story was published uh, in late 2022 
that Scala executives and Alexander Wang agreed that they should end conversations and negotiations with TikTok. So it was a series of events that happened uh, in, uh, you know, about 18 months ago. However, our reporting found, you know, that we really, that there was a lot more to the federal business that has occurred since then. I think, Kenrick, you, you spent a, a lot of time sort of looking at their most recent product, uh, Donovan, if you could tell us a little bit about that and, you know, how that has also raised some, you know, uh, red flags for people in, in the military sector. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, Scale's federal business is something that, you know, they launched uh, with the first contract in 2020. So it's been about four years now. And uh, as the company has continued to evolve, um, our understanding is they're trying to evolve this federal business as well in line with that. Um, and that's come with some challenges. Um, we reported that last year the revenue um, hit about 750 million um, in annual recurring revenue, um, but large proportion of that comes from the commercial side of things. Um, so I think, I mean, going back to TikTok, like that speaks also to the point that uh, I think that kind of motivated the company's decision to uh, to pursue that TikTok contract in the first place um, was that it was a potential large revenue stream. Um, but I think, you know, you mentioned Donovan and Donovan is their new um, generative AI platform uh, for the federal sector that they announced uh, middle of last year. And um, our understanding talking to uh, several former employees at the company and people in the industry is that this is kind of their big play, big bet uh, to really have a um, standard software offering for the federal business. Uh, previously, Scale was relying a lot on uh, individual one-off contracts with different uh, parts of the US government. Um, and oftentimes what that entailed was uh, kind of having to create bespoke products for a specific potential customer's concerns um, or needs. Um, and so Donovan is this generative AI platform that leverages um, various AI models, including ChatGPT, um, to help government officials and people in the federal sector to answer uh, questions that are meant to be um, more attuned to you know federal and government style uh, needs. Um, and so Scale has been building out the product for. Um, last several months since its launch in May. And what we found is that uh, they have, I think to the concern of some employees internally, but also in demoing the product to people in the government, um, run into some challenges in terms of overstating the product's capabilities and just really bringing the product to production. And uh, David, if you wanna talk about some of, the, uh, some of these episodes that have happen between scale in their attempts to uh, to uh, sign some of these deals with folks in government. Yeah, there was there was uh, two two uh, anecdotes that, that really underscored this point. Uh, in the uh, initial launch of of, the, of Donovan, which which they announced in a press release last May, um, they had uh, done they had announced an agreement with a division of the army. And uh, in that 
uh, press release, they said that Donovan was going to be used for critical use cases. They said that it had been, um, you know, there was other specifics of, of that press release that just simply were not, uh, you know, accurate. And, and the feedback, or the, what we learned was that, um, you know, the, the head of that army unit had actually contacted the company to express, you know, concern about the fact that uh, the agreement had been misrepresented uh, publicly in a way that, you know, overstated uh, what was um, actually being done as part of that agreement. And then we also learned in a separate uh, meeting with another um, division of the military, the U.S. Central Command, that, uh, you know, Alex Wang had been in a, uh, a demo of, of the Donovan product and that had actually, uh, you know, not gone according to plan. And the feedback basically was, you know, this is just not ready for production. So I think, uh, you know, what the, what the sort of broader takeaway here is from the fact that there's been these issues uh, within the federal business, the broader takeaway is definitely that, um, you know, for, for commercial customers and, and big customers, they see a company like Scale working with, you know, the intelligence agencies, with the military. That is a big stamp of approval and credibility to this company. And that's why they've pursued the federal business so, so you know, um, so strongly. Um, so this is why it, it does matter is because it's, it's such a crucial part of, of this company's growth. Um, and, you know, Likewise, you know, they, 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 they also see that helping the U.S. government is something that is important to them. So, um, you know, I think that the, these are definitely some challenges that we were able to document. And, uh, you know, it, I think it, it adds an interesting sort of uh, angle to what's really going on underneath the hood at scale. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's right. I think it really underscores the uh, just the general um, tension that occurs uh, that we've seen in a couple different cases, uh, but uh, with a Silicon Valley tech company, you know, attempting to make a foray into Washington DC and uh, landing government businesses is just different from landing deals uh, with software startups and you know, other tech companies. Um, so, you know, there are different timelines for um, signing government contracts uh, and just the availability of contracts is very different uh, in the federal sector versus uh, in the private sector. Um, so I think the TikTok episode speaks to that point. Um, Donovan speaks to that point. Uh, one of the um, former employees that we had spoken to for the story had uh, told us how uh, Wang had, quote unquote, uh, disregarded our concerns um, in terms of the TikTok deal and said that, quote unquote, he had to focus on long-term goals of both sides of the company would help that um, so there are just different tension points i think you know there are several companies that have successfully um made the foray into dc you know there are there's spacex there's palantir there's Nandoril, and um, it is a very potential lucrative uh, revenue stream as you've mentioned david but uh scale uh is charter understanding still kind of in the early stages of getting there um, and uh one of the other big examples is that um, they announced this big uh, $249 million award with the Department of Defense, um, I think about two years ago now, um, meant to add AI capabilities uh, for the DOD. Uh, but so far, 
none of that money has been paid out to the company and um, it's unclear uh, how much will ultimately be paid out out of that 240 million. Thanks for joining me today, Kenrick.